Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> Good morning, boys and girls, it's Monday! pa 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry. I know we're all starting the week and we're feeling that drain of energy, especially if you're one of our Spanish listeners after the puente, after the bridge, after the holidays. Steal some of my energy. Although I have to warn you, I don't have much to give today. <laughs> um, a big good morning to BTI, Pedro, Vero, The Bridge joining us in the chat. If you want to be as cool as those guys, it's very simple. You go to twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian that's bohemio profesional pero en inglés vamos professional bohemian um you can also interact with all the things that we do around the show on my instagram that's instagram at professional bohemian again look i'm making it easy bohemio profesional pero en inglés or if you're super cool you can join our discord community ever growing always chatting to people there and finally, a big good morning and a kiss and a hug to all my amazing podcast downloaders. Guys, if you aren't downloading the podcast, then you should be. I'll tell you why. Because tomorrow's show is going to be another podcast original. When are we recording it? Tonight at six in the afternoon. It is what we call Provo Show After Dark, where we deal with the real mm, spicy issues <laughs> that we can't talk about on the radio. So today's Probo Show After Dark at 6 p.m. Central European time. Uh, let's see what people are saying in the chat. I'm seeing people laughing. Bontoyan Man says, good morning, Pedro. Bonjour, bonjour, Pedro. Yeah, I was in France this weekend. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Vero, good morning, beautiful warriors around the universe. Good morning, Roberto, says the bridge. Oh, you see, remind me of my grandma. My grandma used to call me Roberto. Oh. Um, love that energy. Thank you. I love your energy too, Bridge. Roberto Gramos is always al pie del cañón. <laughs> yeah, true story. <laughs> Gramos. Hilarious. Yeah, it's like they named me to be a drug dealer or something. Why would... <laughs> so, someone actually asked me this weekend where what the origin of my name is, what the origin of the Grams is. Because I think a lot of people, because I say dude so much, <laughs> think that it's like a stage name promise you it's not <laughs> it's like my actual name um i had to read it twice to understand your good morning roberto all right yeah i was in france this weekend i'm of that um i'm of that age where a hangover lasts you know on average about a week my god my god i drank oh me and my partner me and izzy we drank enough to kill an elephant this weekend <laughs> i was very very ill that night yeah, but it was good. It was good fun. Met two people in um, uh, in Cannes I hadn't seen in the longest. Well, to be honest, I hadn't seen physically ever. Um, and just a, just an amazing time. So if you guys are listening out there, Javier, how are you doing, man? Welcome, welcome. Um, what have we got for today's show? Well, let me tell you something. Although I was away this weekend, this morning, I thoroughly tortured the elves. And they provided me with this. Well, first of all, in 100 Humans, I asked them... Um, to uh, to identify a real occupation, a real occupation a child might idolize, like a superhero, but not a superhero, a real uh, a real occupation a child might idolize as if it were a superhero. Una ocupación real que un niño podría podría idolatrar idolatrar. Did I get that right, Natch? Nivelazo. Dude, Natch. With these nivelazos, you treat me so well. Um, como, como super right away. How was your weekend, by the way, Natch? We didn't talk about that. Fine, fine, thank you. Went to the theater. Theater. Mm. Yes. Nice, what did you go and see? A uh, play named uh, La Función Que Sale Mal. It was hilarious, yes. Okay, good. I the whole play, two hours. Um, muy recomendable. All right, there you, you go, live friends. In Madrid. Nacho approves. Nacho approves. <laughs> nice. All right. La función que no funcione. La función que sale mal. La función que sale mal. There you go. Oh, dude, you've made me want to see it. There you go. If Nacho says it's good, friends, it's good. He's the oracle. Um, what else do we have? Incomplete the news today. We'll find out who Donald Trump 
thinks he's more famous than who, in plural or in singular, we'll get to that later. And if we have time, we'll um, we'll we'll find out about some news of Cristan- Cristiano Ronaldo. I think he's a golfer, right, Natch? Formula One driver, something like that. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you guys probably know better than me. <laughs> and today's oh, today's controversial, unpopular opinion. It's a good one. Um, uh, the, a minimum IQ, um, uh, intelligence quotient in in English, um, coeficiente intellectual. I think in Spanish, right? A minimum IQ should be required in order to vote. They shouldn't let people with a low IQ vote. That's today's unpopular opinion. We'll dig into that in a little bit. But first, guys, I'm here. You're here. The Natch is here. Let's look at some news. All right. Oh, Natch. Every now and again, a news story crosses um, the elves' desk. They pass it to me through the bars, right? And it makes me feel bad about myself and my own intelligence. (laughs) So this news story is about Elon Musk. In Spanish, Elon Musk. It's another translation there. Just trying. I'm fishing for Nivellathus. Elon Musk wants to replace the government with the X everything app. Didn't we do an unpopular opinion about replacing the government with AI? Well, his idea is almost the same. Not as be- not as good as ours, friends, but almost the same. Elon Musk quiere sustituir al gobierno por X la aplicación para todo. The article discusses Elon Musk's ambitious new project, X, an all-encompassing application intended to replace various government functions. Uh, Musk criticizes the inefficiency of current governmental structures and believes that his digital platform can provide streamlined, effective services from legal matters and documentation to communication and basic utilities. While some experts express skepticism, citing potential challenges and the complexity of governmental processes, Musk's track record of disruptive innovation lends a certain credibility to his vision. This is what worries me about AI. When it's in the hands of Elon Musk. I don't think a billionaire is the person who should be responsible for creating kind of governmental AI applications. (laughs) It should be, you know, at least a group of people who are representative of the electorate. Elon, you're drunk, go home, says Pedro. Absolutely. Can we get Pedro um, a Probo approved, please? Probo approved. Go home, Elon. You're drunk. Um, Next, Dropbox's CEO. If you you know Dropbox, right, guys? It's um, Google Drive, but worse. (laughs) Dropbox's CEO has a message for bosses who want workers to return to the office. Yeah, I'm not going to be mean about this guy because I actually like this. Dropbox's CEO, El CEO de Dropbox, tiene un mensaje para los jefes. He's got a message for the bosses who want their workers to return to the office. They are not resources to control. No son recursos para controlar. Woo! Here we go. Dropbox's CEO, Drew Houston advocates for flexible a flexible work model, emphasizing employee autonomy and trust over traditional in-office expectations. Uh, contrasting with other tech giants, Dropbox is firmly supports a virtual-first approach, allowing staff to work remotely 90% of the time. This strategy adopted during the pandemic includes minimal in-office requirements and flexible hours, focusing on productivity and employee well-being rather than physical presence. Imagine that, friends. Imagine that. Um, Yeah, how do you feel about this? We did an interesting unpopular opinion where I flipped it on its head right at the end (laughs) about esports. Do you remember the esports discussion, Natch? Or maybe that was one of my home episodes. And people were saying, well, esports aren't real sports. There's no physical presence. And I said, well, if that's the case, if esports aren't real sports, then working from home isn't real work. And everybody immediately changed their mind. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting, right? It's true that some, some activities, some things you need to be in the office for, but for the vast majority of our work, where we're just grinding away at 
uh, Excel spreadsheets and sending emails? Do you really need to be physically present for that? And if you don't, you have to question the motives of the bosses who say, no, you have to be in the office. To pretend, to just to show your face. Surely, you know, it's much more efficient to work in an environment you're comfortable with. But then you have to think also on the other side of that, who's paying the employee's electricity bill? Who's um, providing the technical requirements for the employee to get to work? You know, who's paying for the internet in that employee's house? Interesting. I know some companies actually do. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Nat. Some companies actually do pay for, like, offer, you know, a little bonus with regards to those kind of, for, for the internet and things like that. But yeah, it's interesting. I remember over the summer when I was working from home, they were doing some work here in the office. Being away from my day-to-day -day environment here in the office, I was so much quicker. <laughs> so infinitely quicker. Oh my God. Anyway, well, let's see. Um, and finally, finally in today's news, friends, let's get into this. A psychologist explains the pretty privilege paradox. This is something we're going to get into in another pop unpopular opinion, uh, probably on Wednesday's live show. Um, do you know pretty privilege, Natch? You know what it means? No. Okay, so pretty privilege is the idea or the concept that uh, good-looking people have a societal advantage because they're conventionally attractive. Okay, so they have more advantages in life. I think we've covered this maybe a, a year or two ago. I'm not sure in this show or if, if before it was a formal program. Um, the article discusses the concept of pretty privilege. By the way, coming from Forbes.com today. A societal advantage given to those who are deemed conventionally attractive. While this privilege can open doors to opportunities including perceived trustworthiness, easier social interactions and career advantages, it also comes with downsides. So there's something that we don't often talk about because pretty privilege exists. We're not going to argue that, right? People who are good looking have certain advantages in life. When you think about how you feel about moths, um, polias, mm, how's, what's moth snatch? I think so, yes. Moth poly, oh, how we do? Get away from me, translation elf, I don't need you. If you think about how you feel about moths compared to how you feel about butterflies, <laughs> mariposas, it tells you everything you need to know about pretty privilege. Uh, it's true, they have, it's been shown um, in, um, in various scientific papers that um, pretty people are perceived as more trustworthy um, and they do kind of, they are seen to progress further in their career for no other discernible reason than their looks. But there are downsides according to, um, according to this Forbes article. Attractive individuals might face superficial judgments, impacting authentic social connections and experience mental health declines due to social societal pressures and potential isolation. Therefore, they may face resentment or devaluation contributing to an unhealthy self-image. This is, yeah, imagine that. I mean, I can't relate because, you know, I'm probably the furthest thing from pretty that there is. <laughs> but imagine you were that good looking. Imagine your social interactions. Would you really think... Oh, would you really think that every society, every interaction with a stranger is because um, they value what you have to say? Or would you think, oh, well, it's because they're trying, it's standing tentando liga. They're trying to flirt with me. Ugh. You know, and the pressures to keep that attractiveness up. I mean, here's the thing, Natch. People who look like me don't get plastic surgery. <laughs> you know? Have you noticed that? It's not like the when when people like me get older, we tend to think we've already given up. <laughs> I already look like an emoji. I'm not looking any better if my nose was smaller. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So this is an interesting article. I do encourage you to read it, guys. And as always, all the links for the news that I use in the show, I post to my Patreon. If you're a member and you support me there. Um, you can have access to those articles. If you don't support me financially there, there's still every now and again, I post a, an open article. You can become a member without pay. Let's see. Elon, go home, you drunk Pedro. Working from home is regulated in Spain. Employers must pay a compensation for extra bills in electricity. Oh, Natch. 
Is that by law, Pedro? Pedro, as always, our legal correspondent here on the Pro Bow Show. Uh, pretty privilege explains why we follow your show, Rob. <laughs> Um, don't buy this argument on the downside of being pretty. It's like Margot Robbie complaining about being casted only for the role of the hot girl. Yeah, it's true. I get it. Because we people... I mean, you look, Pedro. <laughs> You're prettier than I am. Pedro is a good-looking guy. I look like if, if we were both actors, Pedro, you'd be the principal star and I would be your stunt double. <laughs> I'd be the one running into burning buildings. <laughs> yes, it's by law. There you go, guys. It's official. You know. Well, look at that. Pedro dropping some information for the chat. Um, but I can imagine how, you know, we, we tend to think about all privilege as being positive. But, you know, having been in the circles of, of people who are perceived as privileged, like, for example, look at Richard's daughter. Richard, a very successful, wealthy man. And I've seen how that has impacted Andrea in her life in a positive and, more importantly, a negative way. The pressure, the, you know, the, yeah, the pressure that she comes under. And I think pretty privilege is probably the same. Whenever, it's the thing is, you know, you hear people, ah, so beautiful, whatever, she's so successful, and it's because she's good looking. You know, there's always another side to that story. There are plenty of good looking people who aren't successful, you know. The idea of privilege, maybe we'll get into it in a in an After Dark episode one day where we can really dig in and, um, you know, and really get into this issue because it is um, uh, the, the issue of privilege as it's seen today is a fascinating topic and multifaceted. Um, anyway, anyway, my friends, that's the news for today. Let's move on to today's Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. Okay, my friend, what is an unpopular opinion? It's a brain fart. Un pedo cerebral, un pedo mental. I share it with you on my social media, namely my Instagram, at Professional Bohemian. You guys vote there, but the real decision makers are the people who join me live in the chat every day, our live audience. Pedro, Min, how are you doing, Min? The Bridge, Vero, Born to Iron Man, all these guys. So you are the guys who make the decision. Today's unpopular opinion is... A minimum IQ should be required in order to vote. A minimum IQ should be required in order to vote. Debería exigirse un coeficiente intelectual mínimo para poder votar. Oh, Natch. You know. I live in... I attribute my rapid advancement in Spanish to the Natch and his... And his nivelathos. <laughs> do you know, in my real life, even my friends now are saying nivelathos to me when I do something well. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Yeah, a minimum IQ should be required in order to vote. How do you, do you, how do you think people voted on an Instagram, Natch? Mm, yes, they said true. They said true. They did. They did, but it's um, not by such a wide margin. 57% of people said said true a lot of people voted today so thank you for that guys yeah 57 percent said true um all right well let's dig into this as always i i thoroughly tortured the poor elves this morning and they gave me some pro and con answers so agreeing with the statement that a minimum iq coefficiente intellectual or intelligence quotient is should be required to vote in favor Advocates might argue that voters with a higher IQ are more likely to understand complex political issues, thus making more informed decisions that could benefit society as a whole. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> Individuals with a certain level of intelligence might be less susceptible to political manipulation or propaganda, leading to choices based on reason and analysis rather than emotion and misinformation. Next, there might be an assumption that those with a higher IQ are more likely to engage with political content and stay informed, potentially leading to more responsible and forward-thinking decisions. And finally, and finally, supporters might argue the quality of votes is more important than the quantity. 
and that smarter voting populations could lead to more efficient progressive governance. Yeah, we're doing a lot of government topics um, over the last few over the last few weeks, and we will continue to do so as we edge towards the um, political chaos that will happen when when 2024 rolls around. Okay, let's get into the cons now. Saying no, no way. Should we? Uh, should there be required a minimum IQ for voting? Okay, so here we go. Such a requirement would contravene the principle of democratic equality. Hmm. It would go against the the very principles or the very foundations of democratic equality, potentially disenfranchising many individuals and groups, undermining the foundational concept that everyone's vote is equal. And let's not make any mistake, guys. That is one of the very foundations of democracy. One man, one vote. I know in the United States, it's a little different with the um, Electoral College. We could argue that another show because this is such an international show. I've, we've never gotten into it. But yeah, it's not strictly the case in everywhere, in every democratic country. Let's continue. An IQ-based voting system could be discriminatory. IQ tests may be culturally biased and and do not account for different forms of intelligence or the value of individuals' unique experiences and perspectives. Next, next in the con column, instituting a barrier based on IQ could lead to further restrictive measures such as tests for social behavior and financial status, which historically have been used to suppress suppress marginalized groups and finally disagreying um, that iq should be um, there should be a barrier of iq in order to vote administering iq tests nationwide could be logistically challenging and costly it also raises ethical concerns about privacy and the potential for abuse or manipulation of the testing process there you go, guys. There's the pros and cons as we have them from the elves. Let's uh, let's take a look. Uh, let's take a look at the chat. Vero here says, "True, though I think it doesn't matter what you vote because politicians will do their best to get what they planned. Sadly, most of the time, it's not the best for people who voted for them, but the best for them, the politicians, um, to keep seating, sitting on their seats. True story." Don't you feel like more and more as we progress into the future politically, it's not so much about real issues. Real, but, but when I say real issues, right, I mean anything that that contributes to the well-being of the constituents in a real, realistic way, like infrastructure, the quality of the roads and the buildings and um, and the things we use, the community accessible things. You know, when it's not minimum wage, when it's not things that really, really contribute to our well-being and the, the well-being of our, our children and grandchildren towards the future. You know, politicians should be the one planting tree, planting the trees of which we will, they will never sit in the shade of, if you know what I mean. Making, um, making plans for the future and our continued comfort. It seems to be more and more we are voting or they are, they are having us vote strictly for the purpose of keeping them in their political position. Would an IQ test really solve that? I'm not sure. Uh, Nivalatho Absoluto says, Vero, thank you, Vero. Thank you. Pedro says, IQ is not necessarily indicative of a minimum knowledge or reasonable judgment on the basis, on the basics of how a state or government should be run. Great point from uh, Pedro from Instagram. I'm pretty sure there might be flat earthers out there with a normal IQ. Let's get a uh, Probo approved for um, Pedro, please. Probo approved. Completely true story. A hard no from me, says the min. Uh, says the min. Well, the min, why not? Min the merciless. Um, IQ on its own means little. If you really want a limited voting system, you should l do it based on understanding of a problem, not IQ. Plenty of high IQ people who fall for scams, join cults, and believe populist ideas. It means nothing. Wow, guys. You guys are on fire today. 
You guys are on fire. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Morphia from Pedro, he says, also, IQ is rather old-fashioned concept. We all have different intellectual capabilities for different areas. Um, uh, for instance, a mathematician's intellectual skills are very different from those of an elite athlete, but both have their own kind of intelligence. And Born to Iron Man finishes off, fish, finishing us off here in the chat by saying, one person equals one vote, but not all votes. Um, not votes are worth it the same percentage. So I don't know, says um, Born to Iron Man. Yeah, me too. Interesting, right? We're going to dive into this, the idea of IQ. Quite often about reasoning and um, uh, and solving um, uh, solving spatial awareness problems. Does that really indicate if someone knows <laughs> more about the political process, about what their neighbours might need? I don't know. I would say not. This came to me um, uh, via message, and I think it's a fascinating subject. Should we require a minimum IQ to vote? I'm not going to tell you. You are going to tell me, our live audience, in the chat. Friends, so many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me in the Natch, and it means the world. See you soon. Hey, guys. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professionalbohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professionalbohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Probo Show live at 9 a.m. Central European Time. Ooh, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. How are you doing out there? Fascinating start to the show, my friends. We um, we looked at some news. Elon Musk wanting to replace the government with X, the everything app. Ooh. <laughs> that's worrying, man. That's worrying. Um, we looked at CE, um, the dr CEO of Dropbox um, with a message to bosses, to other bosses who want workers to return to the office. He says they are not resources to control. Yeah, no son recursos, chicos. We're human beings. And then we went on to find out about the psychologist who explains the downsides of Pretty Privilege, the Pretty Privilege Paradox by Forbes.com. Guys, all those links will appear on my Patreon. If you're not following me there, what are you even doing? What are you even doing with the internet? Cancel it. <laughs> um, and then we went into today's unpopular opinion. We've almost reached the results. Oof. Pretty hard-fought um, uh, hard debate today. I see the, the votes going to and fro. Uh, let's see. Oof. Yeah, yeah, hard fought. But we'll get into it in a second, guys. Just want to remind you that tonight at 6 p.m., we're going to do a Probo show after dark. It will be um, an exclusive for the podcast listeners. So, friends, if you're not downloading the podcast, come on, the Probo show. Why do you even have the internet if you're not going to download the things you enjoy? That's my question. Do you want to hear me in the Natch every single day? <laughs> All right, um, and on that, let's go to um, the unpopular opinion. So, let's get into it. It was, um, it's yeah, it's a hard-fought um, and a, a really complicated issue. Um, IQ, this, this came to me in a message. Again, a lot of people like to remain anonymous, and I will, um, you know, and I will respect that. Regarding IQ, basically saying dumb people shouldn't vote, Rob. Um, but isn't that the, the very essence of democracy? <laughs> Letting everybody vote, one man, one vote. Isn't that, um, isn't that the, the essence of the democratic system? Um, let's see, we did, uh, I did get some other messages. Um, let's see, okay, so um, Vanessa, Nessa Vanessa on, um, on Instagram said, in order to vote, in order to drive, have children, own animals, and the list goes on. Yeah, that they should. Um, that they should very well be an IQ test. And she says she's been doing a Probo Show marathon. I appreciate that. Enjoy, <laughs> poor thing. I'm not sure how how good it is for your mental health, Natch, to to do a Probo Show marathon. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and we got I got some other messages that I copied it here, given to me by the elves. Uh, Diane says, it's an interesting thought in theory, but more informed decisions come from more educated individuals. But IQ isn't the sole in- indicator of intelligence or civic responsibility. It's true. It's true. Surely um, a high IQ does not necessarily relate to the ethical qualities you might need in order to make decisions that might benefit others and not solely yourself. Does that make sense? Having a high IQ does not necessarily mean you have the empathy required to think about community as a whole and not just yourself. So it's interesting. Thank you for that, um, Diane. Leo, joining us again. Haven't heard from Leo in a while. He says, that's an absolute no from me. Um, This reeks of elitism and eugenics, my God. (laughs) Um, uh, Voting is a right. We should be fighting for... We should be fighting voter suppression and educating more, not barring people based on a questionable test. Strong thoughts from Leo there. And I can't say I disagree. Look, doesn't education or the education of the public fall under the purview of the government's responsibility? Making sure the electorate is are all well-informed, are all of a minimum IQ. Shouldn't that be important? What's stopping governments of the future suppressing educate or access to education in order to better control voting? Surely, people nowadays in this in this current um, in this current political climate, um, yeah, it smacks of it sounds like elitism, right? Because people with more money can afford better educations. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But it's the sad truth. It's a sad truth. I mean, how many people um, born in in slums or in in council estates, in the case of England, or in um, in uh, you know poor neighbourhoods in the US? How many of those people are going to Harvard? How many of those people are going to Oxford? I would say very, very few. I'm saying it's only the wealthy, probably, who can who have access to um, to really great education nowadays. So yeah, it's interesting. It does smack of just sound a bit like elitism. Hmm. Uh, who else? Brandon. Um, scientifically speaking, IQ tests are flawed and don't capture the full spectrum of human intelligence. True story. True story. Certainly an amount of emotional intelligence is required um, to prioritize the public good, I would say. Empathy. Right? Um, uh, and IQ tests don't measure that. IQ tests simply don't measure that. I mean, they will measure things like, you know, your awareness of shapes. <laughs> How important is that, you know, to prioritize infrastructure and education? I would say not very much. Let's see what um, well, let's see what people are saying in the chat. Min the Merciless. Well, um, no, it's the politicians who should be doing the IQ test, says the bridge. Wow. Wow. I love it. It's the politicians that should be doing the IQ test. You're going to get a Probo approved, Bridge. Probo approved. Okay, sorry. I was covering up a bit of a scrolling here. My God, man. Um, We know there's flaws with democracy. Nobody ever says there isn't. This is from Min the Merciless, joining us from the Netherlands today. But you never tr- but you try to solve them by having good education, keeping out foreign interventions, making sure people are healthy and happy, and keeping your politicians to high standards. Jumping to limiting your democracy is a weird step and will end in suppressed groups. In the end, you're creating instability and unhappiness. If an entire group of people can't vote, who will represent them? While I want what is best for everybody, I have no clue how life is for a factory worker or a farmer. Hmm. How can I make an unbiased decision for them? True story. This is great. You guys are doing um, amazing work today. Um, Pedro says, I'm in... Ah, yeah. There's an advert on the radio, guys. If you haven't heard it, it's Alberto and his daughter, and it's just the cutest thing in the world. (laughs) Uh, Um... uh, Pedro will be in Tenerife on November the 1st. Oh, oh, I'm jealous. 
Although I will be having a good time there at the quiz night on November the 1st, supporting my friend Alberto um, with the pub quiz. So if you want to meet me, Alberto, and all the people, are you going, Natch, November the 1st? I'm trying to, yes. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So if you want to meet the enigmatic Natch, there you go. It's your one and only opportunity. Do you know how much it costs us? How much it costs us to have a public appearance by the Natch? Fortune, friends. <laughs> uh, let's continue. Um, another swim. Wow, Pedro, you guys are so healthy. You're inspiring me to go back to the gym. Um, so then the bridge says, yeah, no, it's the politicians who should be having the IQ tests. Yeah, true story, maybe. Um, politicians should do a thorough exam, not a simple IQ test. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to know that our politicians were, um, were well-versed in ethics? <laughs> you know, they weren't just, you know, for example, a reality TV star. <laughs> oh. It wouldn't it be nice to know that they were, uh, you know, they knew finances, the economy, um, ethics, foreign policy. Wouldn't it be nice? Imagine that, guys. The law. Oh, you know, rather than being a reality television star. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be so tough about Donald Trump, you know, because at the end of the day. I will neither vote for or against him because I'm not in the States. If you're an international listener, by the way, we um, uh, we produce the show out of, uh, out of Madrid. Let's continue. I heard the argument that the vote weight should be proportional to the taxes you pay. The more you contribu contribute to the government, the more decision uh, power you have. I strongly disagree, by the way. Maybe there's an unpopular opinion. Uh, Pedro, would you do me a favor? Send me that and we'll do it as an unpopular opinion one day. Because um, I'm I'm guaranteed to forget. <laughs> um, if you could send it to me on Instagram. Uh, Min, it's just an open idea from the elites to remain in power by pretending they're paying their taxes. True story, says Min. Even though education and knowledge can be um, evenly available, i.g. in Finland, there are only public education there is only public f education for everyone in practice the level of knowledge and edu education in the population will always be uneven true story min there's an idea rich people will be fine anyways only poor people get to vote Ooh, i like that i'm gonna repeat here's from min the merciless he said here's an idea rich people will be fine anyways only poor people should be able to vote Men, please send me that on Discord or Instagram, wherever, because that is definitely going to be an unpopular opinion one day. <laughs> uh, Enigmatic Natch sounds like a superhero name, says Vero. <laughs> um, there would, um, would there be any politicians if there were? A test? Yeah, true story. Let's replace them all with AI, man. Do we really? Come on. By the way, there is incoming some um, a special video and thing from me with regards to replacing politicians from ai i had a fabulous time debating that with you guys um so more to come on that issue um and don't forget tonight 6 p.m for the probo after dark issue all right let's get into it friends let's do it so i made the statement i made the statement that there should be a minimum iq requirement a minimum iq should be required in order to vote deberia exigirse um, un coeficiente intelectual mínimo para poder votar. Okay. On Instagram, they said, um, what was it? 57% or something. Here, on the in the chat, what did you guys say? Let's get a drum roll match. All right. Here in the chat. <laughs> Here I am, frantically trying to get up there. I think it was, oh God, match. I'm a disaster. You voted false, 57%-ish. <laughs> I'm a disaster. But yeah, it was 57% false. Which I think is um, uh, I think is, is quite true. I can understand the amount of frustration we all have with politics and politicians right now. Um, uh, you skipped over my beautiful comparison of the IQ test with a driver's license. Where was that? Oh my God, sorry. Doing an IQ test to limit who can vote is, uh, ah, it is the same as doing a physical checkup to see if you are theoretically capable of driving a car. Woo. Hot take, I love it. 
All right. So I can understand the immense amount of frustration, friends, that we all have with our systems of government right now. But is the is the problem with the voters? So when the person who sent me this message, and obviously, like, the vast majority of people on Instagram agree. Yeah, 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 it's the dumb people. They're the problem. Is it really? You hear me criticizing um, billionaires quite often, right? Let me be clear about this. Billionaires are the problem. A system that facilitates the um, the hoarding of wealth, that's the problem. I have no problem with Jess Bezos, Elon Musk. You know, I have no problem with these guys. I have a problem with a system that facilitates that. I also have a problem with a system that facilitates um, governmental bodies that don't represent the electorate or that seem to only care about being in their position for the, uh, the next following four three, two, five years, right? Don't have me vote. Don't have me vote based on lies. I have a problem with that system. And certainly limiting the amount of people who can vote based on an intelligence quotient that is not, that does not really, um, that does not really kind of identify or does not really represent the vast amount, the vast spectrum of human knowledge and emotion and feeling that is required to make a, a well unbiased vote. What if um, what if we find out that um, people who work in the agricultural community don't do well at IQ tests? Do they not deserve a vote? When people in agri- involved in agriculture represent a huge swath of the voting public, how does that help them? probably doesn't right so i understand your frustration i understand the need to assign blame but i don't think the blame is properly assigned when um uh, to the to the voting um people i think maybe we should be looking at the system that facilitates government governance um for the sake of governance rather than for the sake of the uh, people who vote them in power and that's my final thought for today friends let's get into today's 100 humans Oh my God, friends, it was a long walk to work this morning through snow-capped mountains and river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered a hundred humans. And today, my friends, I asked them a question. Today's question was to name a real occupation a child might idolize like a superhero. Nombra, oof, yeah, oof. Name a real occupation, un trabajo real, I don't know, un ocupación real, right? That a kid might idolize like a superhero. Um, I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I have the top seven answers here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Un ocupación real que un niño podría idolatar. Oh, Natch. This is difficult for an English mouth. Idolatrar. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, superhero. All right, let's get into it, friends. All right, I see answers popping up in the chat. As always, we go to the Natch first. What do you think, Natch? Police officer. A police officer. A police officer. Vero agrees with you. You both say a police officer. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done, guys. Oh. You guys killing it. Look at you. Look at you out there. Doing really well. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Police officer with 17 of the 100 humans saying police officer. It's the third most popular answer. All right. In position. Okay, let's see. Min says an astronaut. An astronaut. Is astronaut there? Yes, it is. Well done. My God, friends. I don't deserve this audience. <laughs> They're too smart, even for me. Astronauta, I think in um, in Spanish, right? Um, astronaut. Five of a hundred humans said that. It is in uh, seventh place. Quite often the more difficult ones to identify, the lower down they are. Um, Pedro says a firefighter, a fireman, firefighter, bombero in Spanish. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done, guys. Firefighter. Woof. Con este acento. Firefighter. Okay. 
<laughs> firefighter or a fireman. Um, it's there, or fire person, I guess you have to say. No, I don't know. It's there. And with 29 of 100 humans saying firefighter, it's the number one answer. <laughs> All right. Well done, Pedro. My God. All right. Uh, let's go. Min. <laughs> Hyperactive fake YouTubers, says says Min. Um, on YouTuber hyperactivo. I think you could probably say influencer, right? That's what they're trying to be. Internet famous. An influencer. Is an influencer there? Yes, it is. Well done. Oh, God. Nice. These guys haven't gotten one wrong yet. They haven't got one. You came on. You came. You came dropping some knowledge today. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. <laughs> Pedro says a football player. A football player. Min also says a famous sports player, football athlete. Hmm. Athlete. Is athlete there? Atleta in Spanish. Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> Pedro says Pedro says a radio DJ. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. <laughs> No kid wants to be a radio. I wanted to be a radio DJ, but I'm weird. You guys know that. <laughs> Is radio DJ there? No, it's not. <laughs> Although you should. You may live in poverty, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> radio DJ, sadly, not there. An underrepresented um, group. <laughs> uh, lawyer. Is lawyer there? A lawyer. No, it's not. <laughs> the bridge says tunneling through mountains and flying over valleys. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Famous entertainer like a musician or an actor. Like a musician or an actor. It's not there. Okay, the second most popular answer you haven't identified, nor the, nor the sixth. The sixth. Helps you. <laughs> Min says a coal miner. No, no, children have to do that anyway, right? <laughs> Down to the mines with you. So the sixth most popular answer is someone who helps you get from A to B. They're responsible for the lives of many, many people, many, many people, um, in the act of uh, transporting them. Mm. Not by, not by sea, not by land. In the 60s, a very glamorous job. Oh, Min has an answer. What do you think, Natch? Uh, pilot. Is it a pilot? Min agrees. He says pilot too. Yes, it is. Well done. Well done. One person, Natch, in the chaos and rubble that falls from the skies during our 100 humans, one person holding a torch high walks out of the chaos, out of the dust and debris, and screams, doctors. That person is Vera. Is she right? Yes, she is. Well done. <laughs> well done, Vera. Doctor is there. It is the second most popular answer with 19 of 100 humans saying doctor. Perfect. All right, let's go through the list. I asked 100 humans to name a real occupation that a child might idolize like a superhero. Ocupación real que un niño podría idolatrar como un como superhéroe. In position number seven. Astronaut, an astronaut. In position number six. Piloto, a pilot. In position number five. Atleta, an athlete. Um, seven of a hundred humans said that one. In position number four. Was an influencer. Wah, wah, wah. But it's there. 13 of 100 humans said that one. In position number three was police officer. Policia. Um, in position number two, a doctor, medical. And finally, with 29 of 100 humans, congratulations, one. Pedro. In position number one, thank you, 100 humans. Come on. Was a fireman. Well done. <laughs> The 100 humans want to go out for their coffee. They're like, come on, let's get it done. <laughs> Speed it up. <laughs> All right, let's go quickly to Complete the News. Complete the News. 
Oh my God, friends, here we are in Complete the News. I'm going to give you a real news headline today from Midas Touch Media. Um, a real news headline with some information missing. Your job in the chat it was, is to identify that information that is missing with the three options I give you. Okay? If you're one of the many people watching the show live, twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian, um, but you haven't interacted yet, this is your moment. Because um, all you have to write is A, B, or C. I'm getting a disnivelato in the chat from Vero. Como o Como a un superhéroe, Rob. <laughs> Some plumbers have loads of fun in their job, says Pedro. True story. Um, all right, here we go. Trump suggests. So Donald Trump, you may never have heard of him. He's a reality TV star. <laughs> Donald Trump suggests he might be more famous than blank. Some Trump sugiere... Que podría ser más famoso que blank. Is it A, Taylor Swift? B, Jesus? Or C, The Beatles? Donald Trump thinks he might be more famous than A, Taylor Swift, B, Jesus, or C, The Beatles. What do you think? Ooh. People in chat are voting here. <laughs> what do you think, Natch? The Beatles? You think C, The Beatles? The chat almost unanimously are saying B. <laughs> they think it's Jesus. Let's see if they're right, eh? So Trump suggests he might be more famous than... The answer is B, the Beatles. No, no, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> B, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Natch. Sometimes I believe you more than the actual, <laughs> more than the actual headlines. In a recent interview on the, the National Pulse, former President Donald Trump hinted that he might be more famous, the most famous man on planet Earth, potentially even more well-known than Jesus Christ. There you go. <laughs> Does that really come as a surprise to anyone? So there you go, guys. That was today's show. We've covered so many topics, so much fun. Do not forget that tonight at 6 p.m. we'll be doing the promo after dark edition. If you're looking for the show tomorrow morning on the radio, you won't hear it. Richard's here. So we're doing something special. Of course, you can download the podcast and listen to it there if you wish. Or you can join us live on twitch.tv barra professional bohemian. Here I'll be. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. It was an amazing show, an amazing start to the week. You guys rock. So many things you could have been doing today. Instead of doing those things, took the time to spend some time with the Natch and I. And it means the world. See you next time. <laughs>